virtual events, virtual summits, day-long, three-day-long, week-long virtual events with a few speakers or even a dozen or a few dozen speakers. You've heard of these virtual events. Have you ever considered hosting one for your own organization for your own benefit? If you have, or even if you haven't, but you want to hear about the potential, you're in for a treat on this week's episode of the Maximize Your Social Influence podcast. Welcome to the Maximize Your Social Influence podcast with Neil Schaefer, where I help marketers, entrepreneurs, and business owners grow their businesses using innovative marketing techniques, leveraging the concept of digital influence throughout digital and social media. Hey everybody, welcome to episode number 214 of the Maximize Your Social Influence podcast. My name is Neil Schaefer. I am the host and well, I'm here if in case you're new, I'm here to really help you leverage digital and social media marketing through the unique concept of influence based on concepts from my best-selling book, The Age of Influence, but also all the work that I do with all my various clients as a fractional CMO. So before we get to today's topic, and it is going to be an interview with one of the true thought leaders in the space that I've known for several years, I just want to remind you, and I talked about this in last week's podcast, but I decided, you know what, every podcaster, most podcasters seem to have communities for their podcasts. If you know, I still do have a Maximize Your Social Influence Facebook group. I launched a LinkedIn group, but I really feel that in order to create true community, there has to be some skin in the game that brings us back to that community. And that's why I created a membership community, which is for a small nominal monthly fee, but it's called Digital First. And you can find that on my website, neilshafer.com. If you click the membership button or group coaching button, you'll be able to find out more about it. And I just launched this on April 1st. So if you're interested in getting that sort of group coaching slash mastermind experience, I urge you to check that out. But for those of you that are not part of that membership, I wanted to give you a feel as to what that is about by creating a community here of podcast listeners. Specifically, on last week's episode, I said, hey, you know, I could really use your help. If you have found value from my podcast, I would be honored if you would write a review uh, wherever you listen to podcasts. I know that most of you listen on Apple Podcasts, but there are many of you that listen on on Spotify or iHeartRadio or you know wherever it is. Uh, I'd really be honored. And I said, you know what? I want to create something special for all of you that do end up writing reviews. So I've decided going forward every month, I'm going to have a free group coaching session for those of you that have written review that have supported this podcast as a way of thanking you. And really by you doing it, you're putting a little skin in the game and I'm putting a little skin in the game and I want to really help you out. This is, I love to serve. I really love to help others. I love to help businesses. This is going to be the easiest way to do it. Obviously, if you're a member of my membership community, I can do it on a more regular basis, but I'm committed to having free monthly group coaching sessions. Obviously, if you're in my Digital First community, you'll be able to join these as well, but I'd like to be able to help as many of you listeners as possible. So really easy, write your review, post it, take a screenshot so that I know it's you. Ideally, use a username that is identifiable that it's you and send it to me at neil at 
neilshafer.com. Go to my website if you need my spelling. I'll put my email address in the show notes as well. I'd really love to hear from you. And every month, you're going to be pulled together with people that I will be inviting to these monthly group coaching sessions. Sound like a deal? I'm really excited about it. And in all honesty, I get most of my ideas and creative juices by helping others. So not only by you reviewing the podcast, you helping me, but also allowing me to coach you in whatever facility or whatever that means on a monthly basis, it helps me out as well. So that is my proposal to you. Now, let's get into the meat of today's interview. We have Liam Austin. Now, Liam is over there at entrepreneurshq.com. You're going to hear a lot about his company. But I was a virtual speaker on one of Liam's virtual summits several years ago. And I actually talk about it. I think it was back in 2017. So I actually talk about it in this interview. And since doing that with Liam, I've just seen all sorts of people come out with virtual summits. I have spoken on many virtual summits. And I have also always considered doing my own virtual summit over the years. Since coronavirus, we've just seen even more of these virtual summits. I do believe they add value, even though there are a lot of them out there. And I am in the process right now of really planning my own digital first virtual summit, really showcasing those people that are in my community that are doing great things. But I will also have open invites to other of you others out there that are listening that want to participate in this as well. So be on the lookout for more information about that. I'm saying this because once I say it in public, I'm really committing to it. So this is how you're going to help uh, hold me accountable. But today we're going to talk about all of these virtual events, which type of virtual event might be right for you, how to sell more from that event, and actually how to get recurring revenue on autopilot from the event. Now, if you're a big business, maybe the recurring revenue isn't as important as having content that can generate leads on autopilot. So it really, whether you're a solopreneur or you are a large enterprise, I think that the advice will be equally applicable. I got really excited from this interview. I hope you do as well. So with no further ado, here is Liam Austin. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Maximize Your Social Influence podcast. It's really special when I get to interview someone that I connected with several years ago, and we collaborated on a virtual event. I believe it was called Entrepreneurs HQ. You're going to have to correct me if I'm wrong, Liam. And man, this was several years ago, and we've been out of touch. And since then, I've seen his name and I've, I mean, he does these events, like, I don't know, it seems like every month he has a new virtual event going on. Amazing speakers. I know he's crushing it. And when he reached out to me asking me on the podcast, I was thrilled because I know he's going to have a lot of value. I want to learn a lot from this gentleman. His name is Liam Austin. Uh, Liam, I know it's almost like midnight where you are. So we're going to try to keep this short. I appreciate your, you're drinking some orange juice there to try to uh, get the sugars going. But uh, welcome to the podcast. And please, I mean, that's how I remember you. You know, what, what are you up to these days? Yeah, well, thanks for inviting me along, Neil. Still doing virtual events, six years strong. They've started being a bit more popular these days, but means our audiences are getting bigger, which is also a good thing. And they're getting a lot more interesting, a lot more software and tools and uh, experiences are now being held virtually, which is super cool. Being that, yes, it's almost midnight here. I'm in Europe, but you might notice by my accent, I'm an Australian, an Aussie from down under, which is even further away. Uh, but most of my clients are in the US. So 
this is kind of normal for me. So I'm used to staying up late for my US clients or people in the Northern American area. But I just finished up a, a virtual workshop actually with, with some uh, of my people on how to generate more referrals for your virtual events, but for any type of lead magnet or free gift or webinar that you're hosting. So yeah, it's been, it's been good fun to be seeing how virtual events have changed and evolved over the last few years and even accelerated over the last year or so. Yeah. So when you got started and you were saying several years ago, you know, I always thought about doing my own type of event like this. I think social media examiner in the social media marketing world, they did these Facebook success summits. And it's like, how do you even, I mean, the technology has been around, but it was really, really hard to do until you had the emergence of something like Hey Summit. And maybe you're going to talk about that, but it's really made it a lot easier. And a lot of the tools are there now that if you wanted to do it, it's possible, right? But six years ago, I mean, you needed to have a user's manual. You need to piecemeal technology together. What drove you out of all the other things you can do, what drove you to virtual events five, six years ago and it was so hard to launch? Yeah, well, so we had a, a bit of a community on LinkedIn, which was 90,000 members strong. It was called uh, the Small Business Network. It was a, quite an active community. And it's now the, the largest group on LinkedIn for small business owners, uh, small business network. There's over 200,000 people in there now. It grows by about 200 people per day. I think that's right. 200 per day. And yeah, so it's a great lead source for us. I just wish LinkedIn would do more with their groups, but that's another conversation. (laughs) But yeah, we we started off with people in that group just saying, hey, Liam, like, can you do more with this community? Like it's, we want to connect more. We want to learn from other people. We want to generate more leads. So I started off by running small 90-minute virtual workshops, virtual well, webinars, really webinars of virtual seminars, right? Yep. So I've been doing these virtual events for them 2014, 2015, and I quickly realized that the one that was the most successful, that they were most interested in was generating leads on LinkedIn. Funny because they were a LinkedIn group, right? Sure. Uh, so my first event was the major event. So our first virtual summit was the LinkedIn success summit, how to generate leads and prospects from LinkedIn. So from that event, we had 15,000 attendees, which meant I built my email list to 15,000 people. And mind you, I'd been running these smaller virtual events for, for probably about a year by then, uh, but they weren't really moving the needle very much. Like we were trying to run these like virtual workshops every week or so and getting maybe a 15 to 20% sign up rate from the group. And then they wouldn't necessarily show up for the next one. So it led to about, you know, anywhere between 20 to 200 people per one of those events, but it was kind of very slow moving and it was a lot of work because we we're running these smaller events every week and we had to find new experts to talk about or new speakers as well as new content for me to teach. So, so I decided like, hey, LinkedIn is like the obvious topic where people want more information on. Let's bring together all the top experts in the world on LinkedIn. And we, we did our best at that. We got 35 
people. We got LinkedIn influencers who had been, you know, with that LinkedIn influencer badge provided by LinkedIn on as a speaker. We got lots of other consultants and experts who were generating leads themselves off LinkedIn, but also for their clients to come in and teach. So yeah, that led to 15,000 people being added to my email database. People started seeing me as uh, a bit of an authority, a bit of an influencer when it came to LinkedIn, even though I was just the host of this event. Funny but how that I, works, yeah. Yeah. I mean, but I, I did know quite a bit. I mean, I had of one of the largest groups on LinkedIn for small business owners, but at the same time, I wasn't doing much with it. And I certainly wasn't doing as well or doing as much of it as some of the experts I had on. But just by being associated, being put on the same stage, virtual stage, right, on my LinkedIn Success Summit as these other experts, it automatically elevated me to an expert. And as part of that, I wasn't, I was interviewing or being involved in hosting those presentations or those panel discussions, which meant that whatever session an attendee visited, they were seeing me and they were getting to know me, like me, trust me. They were starting to understand my authority or influence on the topic. And I, I had this group of 15,000 people who got to know me and wanted more of my offerings, my products, my services, my events. So that's really how we got started with doing these virtual events with the LinkedIn Success Summit really being the one that kicked off everything in a major way. And yeah, ever since then, I've hosted 17 major large virtual summits myself. So when I say large, it's like 20 plus speakers. On, av on average, we get about 10,000 people to those uh, bigger events, but then many smaller like, you know, 90 minute workshops and webinars, seminars, and live virtual events too. Fantastic. So you're talking about the LinkedIn Success Summit. It brought back the memory. And I went into my emails where you were talking. It was actually the Content Marketing Success Summit back in the spring of 2018 that I was on. And at the time you were saying, hey, I did this one before on LinkedIn. You know, I'm pretty sure it's, it's going to be, you know, content marketing, similar type of speaker, similar type of audience. And uh, yeah, I mean, you did it. Everybody listening... And I want to get into some sort of the advice that we talked, we, you know, we covered today, but I, I immediately think everybody listening is like, okay, I'm an authority in something. I'm going to bring together all these people and I'm just going to rock my email list. And obviously there's ways to generate revenue as well that I think you're going to go into. But I think the number one question that someone is going to ask now, now, obviously three, four years ago before coronavirus, these sort of what we call virtual summits now. We're a lot fewer in between than, there's obviously a lot of competition today compared to then. But I know that I still get pinged to be a guest on a lot of these. So how does one, if they had the idea, how does one go about finding speakers and really finding influential speakers for these events? Because those are the ones that are going to attract obviously more people. But what advice would you give someone? I think, yeah, with the influx of virtual events now, we need to stand out. We need to do something different. We can't just be, you know, another cow in the field. We want to be that purple cow uh, to bring up that, that book. So how do, we, how do we stand out? And one way is, well, there's so many like smaller mini events going on that maybe last for 90 minutes. What if we brought together all the top influencers in one industry all together in one room and we had 30 speakers at that event and when we now compare say one of those big virtual summits versus a, a workshop we can see that 
for both of them, for an audience perspective, I still have to give away my name and email address. If it's a free offer, free ticket to the event, I still have to give that away as a minimum to get access to the event. One is just like a 90 minute workshop. The other is a multi-day, maybe it's a three to five day event with some of the top influencers in the marketplace. And it's that fear of missing out. Like everyone's part of it. All the influencers are there. I want to be part of it. So we do see a difference in our opt-in rates for those types of events because of the value that's being provided in return for just, you know, a free opt-in, right? A free ticket, uh, a name and email. So with our summits, we typically see between 60 to 75% opt-in rate with those yeah, huge, right? Typical lead magnets today. I was doing research on this earlier for a workshop I was doing. Five to 15% is normal for a lead magnet, right? And some of there's some better performing ones, but our summits typically generate 60 to 75% opt-in rates. And for our clients as well, there's a minimum standard that we have, which is 50% or above for our virtual summits. And it's because of the system that we've got set up there to provide that high value in return for just, you know, entering your name and email. Whereas the 90-minute workshop and webinar, there's a lot of those, right? So it's a lot more difficult maybe to convince me to hand over my name and email and actually show up to that because it doesn't really stand out of the crowd. It's not really a a purple cow. So those opt-in rates are, are lower than that. So depending on what your call to action is, Uh, And what your promise is, like there should be a really strong promise and a promise of a result of why should they be attending this virtual event in the first place? What will I get out of it? What's the benefit for me? Like that's all the attendee cares about, right? Like what's in it for me? So making sure that you're able to create that promise really strong will attract the attendees which will also attract your speakers to come in and be involved in that. So how do we, yeah, get those speakers, make them, let them know. Like for the very first one, right? When you did that first LinkedIn success summit, that was probably the hardest one because you didn't have a track record, right? People never heard of you. You know, so for the nobodies that are listening that want to be the influencers in industry and bring them together, how'd you do that, man? Yeah, so it was a really strong like promise of what this summit was going to deliver. Also, how I was going to achieve that. So I was talking about, well, this is how many people I'm expecting to be in attendance. This is how we're going to get those people to be in attendance. So if you want to be in front of 10,000 people, then you want to be a speaker. And I'd already ran some webinars and maybe say if someone's hosting a podcast or they've interviewed someone for a blog post or they've just had some kind of conversation with some kind of influencer before that they've got an initial relationship with, that's who you should be reaching out to first. So that's what I did. I reached out to a few people who I'd already invited to run a virtual seminar, a webinar, a workshop to my my list over the past 12 months. And I said, hey, I'm thinking about doing this. I would love you to be involved as one of our you know, first speakers or early speakers. I also dangled the keynote speaker in front of a couple of people, sure. right? I incentivized a few of them, but based on what I wanted to achieve, what I wanted to do. I did get some no's, but I got a, I got a lot of yeses as well based on the promise of well, what's in it for me as a speaker. And so I was talking about how I was able to support them in their most important endeavor for the year, their most important project. How could I help them? Maybe I could promote that as part of the session or they could talk about that uh, or weave that in without being salesy or promotional because I don't like that with my events. Uh, But with 
maybe something that was a follow-up gift or campaign. So mm -hmm. for instance, a lot of the things we do with almost all our events now is we give a goodie bag away for everyone that attends. So it's a virtual goodie bag. And essentially what it is, it's just an email. You don't need any fancy software or tools to do it. It's just an email with a list of gifts that the speakers are giving away. So they give away their free lead magnet. Uh, maybe it's a free coaching call or a free report download guide whatever it is right. uh, and so they're able to generate leads from that so that's part of the promise and when i got a few no's from people by the time those first few people had said yes i was able to put them on the website and word got a little got around yeah. that you know there was some something happening here there was a lot of influences some of the top people in the market were speaking at this event were getting some momentum and I actually had a couple of people that had said no, kind of come crawling back to me. This is on my first event saying, hey, is that offer still on the table? I know I said I was busy or whatever their excuse was, which might have been legitimate. But I, I've heard that, you know, I was speaking to, you know, my colleague over here and she said she's speaking on it. So I want to, I'd love to be part of it too, if there's a spot still open. And so as long as you position, package it in such a way that, there's incentives and rewards for your speakers to be involved and they can see how it's attractive for them to be part of what you're creating, then it should be an easy yes. So it's all about, yes, setting the scene up properly. Yeah. Two, two things I just want to talk about there for, for the listeners. So I guess number one, when you reached out to people, you did have a platform, you did have a 90,000 person group. So you could say, Hey, I think I can convert X percent and maybe I have a campaign budget or with every new speaker, I expect they're going to bring it. So I think you, you have that. But the way that you negotiated with the speakers to me is influencer marketing. It's influencer outreach. Like any, like any brand that wants to talk to an influencer, what's in it for them? How can you make them happy? How can you help? As you said, how can you help them reach their objectives, whatever it might be? And I can see how you were very successful with that mindset. And I wish more brands and, and hopefully everyone listening will do the same if they're considering that. But, but let's move on to the nuts and bolts of this. So obviously speaker recruitment is an important part. I love the advice you gave of just, hey, if you've ever interviewed someone, you had someone on your podcast, on your blog, someone that you saw speak or someone that you, you know, heard at another event. If you have any sort of uh, tangential relationship, they can obviously be, be people you reach out to. But I want to start with, you know, let's take a step back and we talked about the different types of virtual events and which one is right for you. So in 2021, when this podcast episode is being published, you talked about the shorter and the longer, the shorter being, you know, the 90 minute, 60 minute webinar workshop, the longer being one to three day with, you know, 10, 20, 30, 40 speakers. I'm assuming today with the competition in the market, although it requires a lot more work, you're still going to re recommend the bigger event or is there still a reason that companies should focus on smaller events? Or are there other types of virtual events I'm missing? <laughs> yeah, uh, so we focus really on on three main ones: the the small ninety minute workshops, the the larger multi day summits. But there's everything in between there, right? And we introduce different elements, so they can be recorded sessions, they can be live. So depending on the client, so normally I'll have a conversation with a client and see where they're at. If they're someone who's just starting out, maybe they're not comfortable. Uh, on camera or doing interviews or presentations, cool, fine, no worries. It doesn't have to be live. We pre-record it and let's just do a 90 minute workshop, All right? So 
all we need to do is create three batches of content, 30 minutes each, and we've got our 90-minute workshop. And this could be a free workshop. It could be a paid workshop. With all my virtual events, I like to generate leads. So even if they're not able to pay for it, or this is not necessarily motivating them enough to, to pull their wallet out, they can. We, I still get the lead, right? So I give them some kind of form of element of a free ticket offer. And we look at three different ticket offers. So we've got our low ticket offer, sorry, our free ticket offer, which is obviously free, the free ticket, the low ticket offer, which is a small priced offer, maybe $17 to $97, even more than that, up to $200. Then you've got your mid-range, which may be your online course or program, $2,000. And then your high ticket offer, which may be your 12-month-long coaching program, 10K and above. So there's always these steps in terms of where do you ultimately want your client to get to? And this will also depend on what type of event you may want to run. So being you know, a podcast about influence, if you really want to build your influence and audience and that's a priority for you, then I will lean towards a virtual summit because that's what virtual summits does. It brings together all the experts in the market. You host them all. You get seen alongside them. It elevates your authority and status to that level and even above because you're the person who has brought together. You've been the conduit, the organizer, being able to bring all these experts together. Like who is this host of this event? So if you're looking to build your influence and audience, a summit is a great way to do that and to build your email list. That is a fantastic way. Uh, there might be some more other questions I'd want to ask the client to see whether it's a good fit because maybe it's good to start with uh, one or maybe even two workshops, 90 minutes long, get comfortable, familiar with it, and then move into something bigger like a virtual summit or, or something in between. So it sounds like by what you're talking, and thank you for the, that answer made a lot of sense. It also sounds like you also work with businesses and entrepreneurs that not only want to do live events, but when you get into the aspect of, well, let's do a 90 minute event and do three 30 minute episodes, those could also be modules that could also become part of a course. So I'm assuming that part of what you do as well is repurposing that live content for course content and even using the live event as a, you know, as an introduction to the course. Is that something you've evolved into the last few years? Super cool question, man. Yeah. So the workshop, uh, I mean, I just wrapped up a workshop now. It was a paid workshop. So I got paid for running that 90 minute workshop. All right. So it's not like a, a, a webinar where it's, it's just free the whole time. I mean, this one particularly, I didn't have a free ticket offer, but I could have just invited someone to say, the first 30 minutes of the 90 minute, or in this case, it was a two hour long workshop. Because you can be flexible. There's no hard or fast rules on this, but there are some metrics that we know work better based on you know, what your, your end goal is. So when you create content, absolutely, you can package it up and sell it forever, especially if it's recorded. So this workshop I just recorded now, I hosted it live, I pre-sold it. So if it wasn't going to sell, I didn't need to run it. I didn't need to create it, right? It yeah, was yeah. validating it by getting paying customers. So I knew it was going to be worthwhile. So yeah, I ran, I hosted it. And now I know that it's proven. I'm going to sell it for the next few years. It's called the Referral Mastery Workshop, right? So it was just a 
90 minutes was two hours in this case, two hour long workshop, and I'll recorded it, recorded it all. I've got templates, scripts, and even a tool that people get access to as part of the workshop that they pay and get access to. So it's a brand new product now I'm able to go and sell. And I've done this with all of my summits as well. So 17 summits that I've hosted and ran, I ran them once like back in 2018 when we did the content marketing success summit together. But the 2015 LinkedIn success summit, six years ago, I'm still making sales today from that event. Like pretty amazing. And across all my events. So these are lead magnets. There's a free ticket offer. I'm building my email database. I've built it over to over 100,000 people that have gone through and attended my events over the years. And then they turn into a paying customer of your low ticket offer. They move up to your mid tier and then your high tier offer, right? So every single thing that you do can be repackaged up and repurposed and sold. So we even combine some of the, the events and bundle them together and sell them individually. And we've, I've personally interviewed over 400 speakers at my virtual events, which means there's almost an unlimited way I could package those individual sessions together and create an unlimited amount of products, programs, courses that I can sell as mini workshops or mini courses and programs. So yeah, even if you're doing a podcast, like these could be repackaged and, and sold based on, well, here's extra additional material, templates, worksheets, you know, that could be created from that. And so, yeah, everything that I do and that I encourage my clients to do is to create something that takes people on a journey through to buying their high ticket offer. That should be the end goal. And what are the steps? What, are, what needs to be created and sold? What are the steps in the journey that the client needs to take in order to reach that high ticket offer? And then just create those steps and create multiple offers at every single one of those steps. So if one doesn't appeal to them, then maybe the next will, or maybe the one after that. But it doesn't have to be creating offer after offer just repackaging, repurposing, like super good question, man. I, I love that. Yeah. And I think, you know, video, when we think about repurposing content, video is the easiest one to repurpose, right? I mean, you could make audio out of it. You can, you know, create cheat sheets and workbooks and templates and swipe files, and it all goes together with the video and the video you could be recording live, right? And then repurposing that. So that, that's awesome. I'm curious when we were planning this recording, you were talking about advice on how to sell more of your signature offer from your event. So I'm doing a webinar. It's a free webinar. It's lead generation for me, but I want to push an offer. What is the advice that you'd give me to make that live event become a more powerful source of, of revenue from getting people that will buy into that offer? I'm sure you've done a lot of this. You have a lot of metrics and a lot of experience. What would you recommend today? Yeah. So our typical funnel that we like to recommend and works for a lot of our clients, but you know, there's some small changes and tweaks that need to be done depending on, you know, your business and your tone and style. But essentially we run that, that virtual event. If it's a seminar or workshop, then we want to provide like real value across that period of time. And then it's a decision of, okay, do we make a pitch like a, an actual sales pitch during the event? Is it something that we're doing post the event in the follow-up? Potentially it's uh, a special additional masterclass or special invitation, or it's a one-on-one -on -one coaching call 
right? Does it happen during the live event or does it happen directly afterwards? And for a summit where there's multiple sessions going on or a multi-day virtual event, it can be absolutely within it and it could be a special even day that happens post the event as well. So just like the webinar, it could be a special invite to another masterclass post the event. And that's what we really like to do. We like to provide a lot of value and content within the, the actual webinar or workshop and then look at moving people on to either a coaching call or a masterclass if we're trying to do this at scale. But with the, with the coaching calls, we're going to convert. Uh, it's going to increase our conversion so much more. With the with the webinar or workshop, if we're trying to sell on that, then providing a ton of value, making sure that the offer is really well aligned with the value that we've been providing. And it's an easy, it's an easy yes for people. So how do we do that? Is it, is it a price point thing? Is it an easy way to get started? A special uh, offer that's only going to be available during this webinar and it'll be ending immediately after the webinar ends or even the within the 24 hours, just being really careful about, uh, you know, how that lands with your audience and what you're trying to do. But you can also do a combination of all those things and, and just test and see what works really well for your audience. But we like to do, yeah, a 90 minute virtual event uh, through to uh, a follow-up event, which is pure value on either side. Like the coaching call is absolutely pure value. We're making sure we're delivering for them. And if they want to, they can take the next natural step with us, similar with the, the workshop or the, sorry, the masterclass that maybe follows the workshop, making sure it's pure value. If they want to take the next logical step with us, then then they can. So it's, it's not too salesy. It's just about enrollment. It's about providing value and helping people just realize like, yes, this is for me. Yes, I need help on this. And I want, you know, more of this. Yeah, that, that's really great advice, Liam. And I love how you focus on the adding value. There are so many that focus on the pitch <laughs> and it only works if you have the value, right? People tune out really quickly or you lose any credibility you might have on your pitch if you don't provide that value up front. So I guess the net net is if you focus on providing the value, everything else is going to fall in place. And then alignment, obviously. But that, that's really great advice. So finally, you know, Obviously, as you're speaking, I'm sure a lot of people that are newer to virtual events, even they've done webinars before, you obviously have a wealth of experience and there are just so many different ways of doing this. Now, one of the ways like in B2B, you think of webinars as lead generation, but obviously there's a way to generate revenue all the way to you know, repurposing that content in the courses. But from a live virtual event perspective, this notion of getting recurring revenue, we have our sales from our product. Maybe we're an influencer, an entrepreneur. We're doing, you know, influencer marketing. We're doing affiliate marketing. Uh, we're doing advertising. And wouldn't it be great if we could start another little line of, of revenue from doing virtual events, recurring revenue on autopilot. So you say that's possible. I'd love for you to give advice to the listeners as to how to do that. Yeah, great. So, I mean, you're talking about webinars there and you see a lot of people like just running the same webinar over and over again because, you know, it works and great. Uh, or you're turning it evergreen and live performs better than, you know, recorded. So let's keep doing it live, but it is a lot of work. So yeah. the, the way that I love to do it is create, a, create say, a, a virtual event, a virtual workshop, a virtual summit and do it live the first time, launch it, 
and then turn it evergreen and sell it over and over and over and over and over again, month after month after month. So you create something once and then put on autopilot and let it go and sell itself. Yeah, send traffic and leads to it by paid ads or referrals or whatever the method that you have. Put people through that funnel because it's proven, it's worked, you've automated it, right? You're tweaking each little step at it, each little stage and making sure that you're improving it incrementally um, so it's getting better and better and better. Because the first time you launch your virtual event, it probably will be your worst launch that you do. So once you've done that first launch, just look at your numbers and then tweak it. Send more traffic through, put paid ads towards it and see how those conversions keep turning into clients and just start improving at each stage of the funnel so that it grows and grows and grows. So once you start doing, say, one workshop a month, you could do 12 of these a year and maybe one or two virtual summits a year and maybe a few other types of virtual events in between that. Uh, and just so you know, there's about... I've made a list for my clients recently with over a hundred different session types and styles that they could run. So like from say live interviews to presentations, to panel discussions, to Q and A's, there's over a hundred of these different styles that I put together. So there's an unlimited amount of different virtual events that can be created in whatever market industry you're in. So create one, make another one, create one, make another one. And just keep doing that over and over and again, turning them on autopilot, keep sending paid ads to it, especially if it's working, if it's converting, the funnel's moving, keep sending traffic through it, keep people getting people through onto your coaching calls and into your high ticket programs. And yeah, you'll, you'll scale and you'll do that quite quickly. Yeah, that's, I suppose, really the, the way to think of it is the live event, the virtual event, it's a product. So absolutely, you sell that product, you know, during, during the time that you have the event, but then you productize it afterwards and you continue to treat it as a product. I'm curious, have you really found every time you do an event that it, it goes on forever? Uh, have there ever been times where you've gotten to the point where you've done what you could on the funnels, but for whatever reason, it just doesn't sell anymore and you, and you put it to rest? Or is, have you been able to generate enough sales on things from 2015, 16, 17 that still will last for years. And I guess it depends on the topic because certain topics change, you know, uh, something about Google Plus obviously wouldn't be selling today, but if it was an evergreen topic, I mean, it, can you really say it's evergreen revenue? Yeah, I, I think you can. Like uh, there's books that were written. I mean, you think of the Bible. Uh, it was written, I don't know how long ago that was. I was just but, uh, a four hour work week, but yeah, you beat me with the Bible. <laughs> Yeah, like, like if you create content and it's good content and it's still relevant today, you can keep selling it and keep selling it years into the future. We ran two events on social media. One was the LinkedIn Success Summit. One was the Instagram Success Summit. Both of those events should really be more annual events that were updated more regularly because those platforms change. Yeah. But in terms of like maybe sales, for instance, uh, sales has been occurring for generations, right? Decades, uh, centuries. So there are certain things that will work today and they will work next year and they'll work the year after that. So as long as you're creating content that is evergreen, that will work into the future in the years to come, then 
it's still relevant. People are still getting value. They're still getting results. Then you can continue selling it. And that's how I'd approach considering the, the topics that uh, you're creating and the products, essentially. The events that you're creating are products, Neil, as you suggested. So think about how that product fits into your value ladder and into the journey for your customer and whether it's something that you can continue selling month after month, year after year. That's awesome advice, Liam. Thank you so much. I just wanted to add when you said there was like a, over a hundred different types of, of virtual, that is your lead magnet right there, my friend. You need to put that little ebook or a cheat sheet and I'm sure tons of people download it. Let me know the link. I'll put it in the show notes, but that's, that's great. And you know, I notice we're doing this over Zoom and I notice like there's a wind that looks outside and I see the number of cars passing by are getting fewer and fewer. So I know it's getting later and later there. It's already past midnight. Really appreciate your time. Obviously, when uh, we started working together, you know, I, I think the name of your company is Entrepreneurs HQ. I might be wrong, but, you know, it's it sounded like at the beginning you were doing this for your own business, but now you're in the business of helping other businesses. And maybe some of the listeners listening are like, this is way too complex. I just want to work with an expert and, and just let them run the event, plan the event. So tell the listeners, you know, about your company and, and how you help people and businesses. Yeah, sure. So yeah, Entrepreneurs HQ, we run our own virtual events, virtual summits, virtual workshops, and everything from short mini events through to larger multi-day uh, conferences, retreats, boot camps, whatever name you want to throw it at. There is a hundred uh, different styles of sessions that you can run. I will create a lead magnet. That's a great idea, Neil. So uh, that should be available in the show notes nice. uh, once that goes live. Uh, but yeah, Entrepreneurs HQ, we've been running these events for ourselves. We know in terms of the conversions at each stage of the funnel, what we need, what needs to be done to hit our benchmarks and those KPIs to be able to turn that event evergreen so it can continuously generate revenue and income for us on autopilot. So we had clients reaching out to us asking, well, can you help me do that? Right. So we've been helping clients to launch their own summits, their own virtual events. Carl, who runs the Migraine World Summit, so in the health space, people suffering from migraines, he has over 100,000 people attending his event now annually. And he first started it, I think, in 2016 after following my advice. So I've been coaching him for the last few years and he's grown it now to yeah, 100,000 migraine sufferers. It's the biggest conference in the world for migraines. So any migraine sufferers out there, go check out Migraine World Summit. Uh, so I've been helping Carl just build his impact in the world, helping loads of people. And at the same time, he's now being invited as VIP uh, experts and on panels to discuss certain laws and things being passed by health practitioners around the world because of his influence as the host of this event. Otherwise, I mean, he's a migraine sufferer himself, but he doesn't have, uh, I believe, any qualifications that would have brought him to that level without his his virtual event so that's super cool and there's other people that we've helped uh, scale their virtual events from just bringing in a few hundred people maybe even a few thousand people to eventually making millions off the back of their virtual event by selling their high ticket offer so if you've got a ten thousand dollar 
coaching program or maybe it's a $40,000 coaching program. That works really well. We've seen it work really well for our clients to be able to start with a virtual event that leads into their high ticket offer so that you know during the event, they're getting to teach and show their experience in how good they are at what they do. That audience gets to know, like, and trust them and leads them into perfectly really their, their high ticket offers which can quickly scale to a million dollars just from the one event. And then obviously you want to be running multiple events to really supercharge all of that. So yeah, we help coach clients through the strategy on designing that. We've got a seven-step system to help design that with the ultimate end goal of that seven-step system to create your predictable income system. So creating your predictable income system, which means there's a flow of traffic leads coming into your virtual event, into your funnel, they're getting to know, like, and trust you. And out the other end comes high paying clients for your high ticket offers, your coaching programs, your services, your products and courses. And that is a steady flow of new clients every month, uh, steady, predictable income stream as well for you that continues to grow year after year. So that's, that's what awesome. we do. Yeah, that's awesome. So that's uh, Liam Austin, Entrepreneurs HQ. We'll put the link in the show notes as well. And needless to say, if you've been listening to this, uh, when you think of all the different types of content that you could be creating for, for you know, SEO, for lead generation, to sell product, you know, hopefully after listening to this, you you see that a virtual event should really be part of your strategy. Whether you do it once this year, whether you do it twice, whether you start with a 90 minute, just wants to try it out, or you want to do a Q4 30 person summit, it, it's really something you should all be trying out. I know Liam, you've encouraged me to go down this route again, something I haven't considered in a few years, but yeah, you'd think because there's so many going on that people are sort of you know tuned out of them, but I guess it really depends on the niche. And there are so many, yes, doing a content marketing summit there's going to be a lot more competition these days, but doing a B2B content marketing or a content marketing for entrepreneurs or just a slight little niche down, I think you can offer a lot of value, have a lot more targeted speakers, target audience. I guess it depends on obviously what you want to sell as well, but a lot of food for thought. And I'm sure my, my listeners will be reaching out to you as well. So thank you so much, Liam. Any, any last minute advice you want to add or did we cover every, every little bit of you know, advice you wanted to give everybody? Oh well, yeah, we did cover a lot. I mean, there's a, there's a lot more to this, but as you said, like go out there and just test it, try it. But word of warning, it's addictive. I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> I've, been, I've been doing it for years now and I, I can't, I can't stop. And it continues to evolve and get better and more interesting, meet great people, impact a ton of people's lives, make a difference. I mean, that workshop I just ran tonight, we had, uh, I think 75 paying customers for that virtual event. And I'll evergreen it and there'll be hundreds of people that go through this over the next year. And it's a new product that I'll sell and there'll be a new one next month, right? And it's all building people through my value ladder into my coaching programs to help them do the same thing and create a, a life where, I don't know if Malta's the dream destination for everyone, but it's a little island in the Mediterranean, mm -hmm. 330 plus days of sunshine, uh, really relaxed lifestyle. So I know when I finish work at, at midnight, I can not necessarily enjoy the sun, but when I wake up in the morning, it'll be, it'll be there, even though it's winter and I've, I'm kind of living really the life that I always wanted when I started this business. So yeah, I just want that for everyone else. And yeah, virtual events, go out there, test it, try it. And hopefully, yeah, it'll build the same type of 
business and life that it has for me and that maybe business or life that you've been dreaming about. Awesome advice, Liam. Thank you so much. Keep rocking it. And uh, I'm sure we'll be seeing you around at one of your virtual events uh, one of these days. So thanks again. Cheers now. I hope you enjoyed listening to Liam as much as I did. As the interview progressed, I got more and more energized and excited. And recently I have started to create a partnership with Hey Summit, who are one of the leaders in the technology that is really the backbone of many of these virtual summits. So I'll be interviewing someone from Hey Summit this podcast very, very soon and be talking about more how I plan to use their technology. So that is just a, a preview for you. If you're interested, if you go to neilshafer.com slash Hey Summit, you will be able to get uh, a little bit extra in terms of free trial slash discount should you subscribe. So make sure you click on that link and I'm going to put it in the show notes. You must go through that link in order to get those additional benefits, which will show on the landing page. Okay, enough about that. I want to thank you so much for listening to the end. As always, I've seen this podcast really go up the charts in a lot of different countries, especially some of those countries that are really strategic and key to me, the United States, Canada, Australia. I want to thank you all. I know currently in France, Spain, Denmark, Portugal, Finland, Slovakia, Croatia, or I should say Croatia, sorry, Luxembourg, Belarus, and Moldova. I want to thank you all for listening. Your downloads, your listens really do make a difference. And on the topic of reviews, I also want to give a shout out to Ben J. Shep. Now, Ben J. Shep, Benjamin Shapiro, also has his own podcast called MarTech Podcast. It's a podcast that I was a guest on some time ago. I think at this point, it is a daily podcast and MarTech Podcast is also part of the brand new HubSpot Podcast Network. So I wanna give a shout out to Benjamin and his podcast. His review, Neil is a true influencer amongst a crowd of talking heads. Neil's social influence podcast is brilliant. I spent 20 years working in marketing. I manage a marketing team. I produce a top 100 marketing podcast. When it comes to the topic of marketing, I'd like to think that I know what I'm doing. That said, every time I listen to Neil, I come away with a useful and actionable tidbit to add to my arsenal. Neil is a truly marketer's marketer. This podcast is worth a listen. Thank you so much, Ben. I look forward to reading your review next time on the podcast. And once again, make sure you take a screenshot, send it over to me, neil at neilshafer.com. And I look forward to learning more about you and seeing how I can help you in these monthly webinars free only for the reviewers of this podcast. Hey, that's it. Once again, thank you. I wish you all the best. And once again, make sure you press that subscribe button if you enjoyed this episode. I do half my episodes solo. I do half my episodes interviews. I really try to create and provide you thought-provoking, thought-leading, and more importantly, actionable content that you can use to push your business forward. So that's it for another episode of the Maximize Your Social Influence podcast. Wherever you are in the world, make it a great virtual, we're opening up, but not yet, social day. Bye-bye, everybody, and sayonara. Sayonara.